Hello and welcome back to the GA and Gym podcast. My name is Ashin Quinn and we're back for another podcast. It's been a few months since I've done one, um, so I'm calling this season two now since it's been two or been that long. Um, kind of wasn't sure if I wanted to do, start up the podcast again. It was becoming a bit more of a handling than I'd like, but um, we bit of time away from it and looking forward to it again. And um, I'm technically now self-unemployed because the gym is closed due to COVID, so got to keep myself busy too. Um, yeah, so podcast starting back again. I have um, a few more planned after this year, and I'm going to get chatting to a few more guests. Um, but I'm looking forward to doing it again. And similar style to the last series where it's bringing on some people, just chatting about their plan, chatting about their career. Um, and then might do a few just kind of solo podcasts, going over any training questions you might have. So if you do have any training questions or anything you want to go over, or occasionally I might put up like a Q&A for this year. It's going to be on my Instagram, Quinn Strength Condition. That's where I put up pretty much everything at the minute so we'll be putting up um, workouts and just tips and meals and stuff on that on a regular basis so if you're not following that go and check it out um, also alongside that there then I have the programs that I run um, online so we have like the online GA coaching for players so if you're looking for gym plan running plan this can give you a bit of direction and then more recently I've done the GA engine program which is basically just a running program kind of designed for club players it's like a six-week program with three days. Um, done that just to give people a bit of structure and a bit of guidance for running over the next while, and that's only like twenty pound. Um, that's all on my website, but it's linked on my bio. Uh, Quinn Strength Condition. Um, yeah, enough of that. Enough of the plugging. Um, yeah, back into the podcast. I think this is maybe like episode twenty-seven, something like that. Um, and today in the podcast we have Cork footballer currently professional AFL player, um, scored probably one of the most famous goals in Cork history in recent times anyway. Um, and um, yeah, real nice lad too. I thought this conversation was really good and um, one of them ones we probably could have chatted for another hour. Um, we kind of go over what the kind of situation is with COVID at the minute in Australia and actually getting over there and then um, playing with Cork this year and that goal against Kerry and the win against Kerry and then the Munster final loss and then getting into like what's it like being an AFL player so what happens in a week-to-week basis what's the training schedule like and what does it look like now in the pre-season um, and then for the first time um, I've been asked some questions Mark had some questions about um, S&C it's something he's looking to get into so towards the end of this podcast we actually go over um, getting into strength conditioning and opening up a gym um, so if you're into that it'll be kind of a great mix of everything but yeah without further ado we have mark keen um from cork mark how's it going oh how's things not too bad now myself yeah not too bad it's a crack no not much just fucking um just stuck in hotel quarantine here at the moment not not ideal but i uh, so it's a crack you have to stay there for 14 days or what there yeah we came in the 20 we came got in the 31st of December here now until the 13th of January and then I have to fly back down to Sydney then or back down to Melbourne and start start back around then again I see you're like you literally can't leave the hotel can you? Can't, you can't leave you're not allowed to leave your room okay, like, not for, not, like you, can't, you can't step outside the door and there's no windows like that you can open or anything so it's probably the way so pretty, they're pretty well with COVID, like, isn't it? Like, their their yeah, cases exactly, are like, yeah, like exactly, like, like you, you you give out about, but like you don't understand how the the basic normality is here, like with, with like everything everything open with shopping centers, pubs, restaurants, 
nightclubs, everything is like open as normal here. Yeah. It's crazy, isn't it? Like the difference between here and over there. Like you see the videos in New Year's Eve and stuff, and once having parties over there, and we're all like shut down. It's, it's mad, like. <laughs> well, it's even like when here, if there was like two or three cases that that came up, that did automatically just shit the pants and did. Just yeah. like fucking, they get they get get on top of it straight away, straight away. But compared to back home, if there was, if there was fucking, if there was a hundred cases, they'd be like, "Geez, we're going really well." <laughs> it's a win, like. Uh, <laughs> so what are you? Um, but they're trying to eliminate it here compared to back home, where it's trying to contaminate the cases. I don't know. It just doesn't seem like it's getting any better here. Like we're in the north, like we're back. What, what are the cases like up north? Ah, it's pretty terrible. <laughs> it's not getting any better. Yeah, what, would anyway. you get, what, would you, what would you be getting? I don't even know what it is now. I don't. I try not to look at the news, like. But I know it's. Yeah. It's. I think one of the days last week there was as bad, or the worst it's ever been. So it's like it's getting worse. Um. So we're back into you now like a full lockdown, pretty much, and they're trying to yeah. make law now that you can't sort of leave unless it's for proper reasons, but. I don't know. It just doesn't seem like it's it's getting any better. But I think everywhere, yeah. maybe Australia, New Zealand, it's all the same. Like, yeah, no, literally, everyone's everyone's kind of the same. But New Zealand, New Zealand is going really well. I think they Australia COVID free yesterday or something. Yeah, like like, like they're eliminated, eliminated. Like, I don't know. Like you kind of don't like to look at that because you're going like how is there such a difference in two very similar places i know i suppose it's just the fact it's, it's so far away from everywhere that, yeah and it's and, and they're both islands like australia new zealand are, like they're so far away that like you can't get their easy access and that the both islands that um it's hard to bring it in i suppose rather, rather like Ireland, like you people from the uk or uk or europe could easily come in for, uh, i think as well we rely so much on like immigration and people moving away and coming back that like it's it yeah. probably is so much harder to just you know close the borders because there's so many people have to come in. But I hear it as yeah. well. Like, even they should even do the hotel quarantine. Like I don't know they have the funding for it, but it would make um, sense. Like you would the, think about, yeah. yeah well, well you, and with the hotel quarantine, like you have to pay for it yourself here as well. Like so. I I seen there was like a post went about in Facebook about how yeah, it works. It's like three thousand three thousand Australian dollars you yeah. have to pay, and like yeah. I yeah, no, right like, saying like you like I couldn't even go over to Australia. Like you can't even really get in unless yeah. medicine or unless you have like a I don't know. You must do you have like how do you get through? Is it just based on being an athlete over there? Yeah, it's just through through sponsored work and stuff like that. So yeah, um, I I actually had to get an exam to come in as well. So. Um, like the, it's, it's not easy to come in at all. I would say so. Like, um, so what do you be at with yourself in the hotel in these last couple of days? Do you, do you have anything to keep you busy? Um, just like, yeah, I, I have a bike there. I have two twenty kg plates. I have a ten kg plate, two sixteen kettlebells, resistant bands, and a TRX band, which is kind of that, that's kind of it. And do they send you workouts, so, or are you just can kind of doing your own thing, or? Yeah, no, I'm actually doing a workout with um, with your mate, doing with um, Colin O'Riordan as well oh, okay. from Tipperary. Yeah. Um, your man, your man's actually from Cork, the Shunhingishin coach for our Sydney Swans. Um, I, I, I got my own obviously from Collingwood as well, but what's he um, called? I, I, I said, a fellow from Collingwood or Sydney Swans. 
the Sydney Swans. They're actually both Irish. The fellow from the Swans is uh, Mark Killigan from Cork. He's actually from Cork as well. And um, the other lads are And the other fellow is... But yeah, the fellow from Donegal is Irish as well. He's from Donegal called Kevin White. It's... Um, um, I know as well the... Uh, is it... Geelong or who or Port Adelaide the Port Adelaide like a, a yeah the Port Adelaide guy. he's he's Irish as well yeah he's Where's from he the north I just been speaking to him on the phone like I wouldn't I've never met him before or anything but I know he's from he's from the north I think somewhere I'm not exactly sure where but yeah um, no you mind Kevy was telling me that um yeah he, he's uh he's Irish I've, I've never met him though because he's obviously in Adelaide but. Uh, it's it's funny um, like how many Irish people are actually involved in the AFL. Like I never realised it until I started I this year. Yeah, like he, he, even Kevy, like Kevy's doing really well for himself over here with Collingwood. Like he came out as um as a like on on placement or whatever. Hi. In I mean, he, he went to college in UL and just has been stayed out here since, and now he's the head of fitness with uh, Collingwood. So like overall the gym programs or like takes all the training sessions with um with running and stuff like that. Uh, that's classic. That's kind of my my plan, my goal. Um, yeah. This is like through a spanner in the works for it, but um, I am sure like you probably even the lifestyle as well over there is something that's, you know, just completely different. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. It's just, and with a big range of uh, Irish community out here, it's not, it's, where are you based at then? In Melbourne. In Melbourne, so that would that's obviously the yeah, biggest ones, isn't it? Like, yeah, I mean, I'm in Saint Kilda. Have you have you heard of Saint Kilda yeah. before? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, it's like to where, where literally all the Irish communities is there. Yeah, um, so it's actually actually pretty good. And I'm, I'm actually living with um, one of the other Irish boys as well. Uh, Keen McBride, he's from Mead. He's only in his second year, but. Um, yeah, moving in here now this year, so the two of us moving in St Kilda, and all, all, all the even the girls like Sarah Rowe, Ashing Sheridan, um, they're all in St Kilda as well. So it's crazy, isn't it? The amount of like uh, ladies that have started to come over in the past year or two, like yeah, you know, yeah, a lot, lot, lot of ladies now. And then because um, um, more ladies, men's. And I wonder, are they, you know, do they find that ladies are able to like adapt to the game better and actually? You know, do they stay longer than men on average, or I suppose it's too like early no. for a lot of it, isn't it? I, I don't know that they adapt to it. It's just, um, but firstly, like it, it doesn't really cost them much because it's like it's semi-professional. Yeah, the AFLW is like so, like they obviously don't get paid that much. But as, as well, uh, the the, the skills wise of the like I don't want to be sexist or anything, but the. The skills wise of the AFLW girls, the Aussie girls wouldn't wouldn't be wouldn't be great, and yeah. the the Irish girls would be much better than them, I, I think. Yeah, so I, would say, kinda, like, I would imagine as well, just from like Gaelic being so skill oriented, isn't it? Gaelic, they have a massive yeah, just like yeah, like 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 everyone, every girl that's come up so far have, has made a huge impact. Seems to have like seems to have. I'm I'm going to try and get one of them on. Um, next couple of weeks to chat as well, like, but um, they seem to be all doing yeah. it, which is like it would be amazing too. Like, if you're like obviously amazing for yourself, but it's in a way kind of you can nearly predict boys that like you go, he could make it to the AFL, 
but like for the woman maybe a couple of years ago that was like not even thought about you know yeah exactly a couple of like years. even a few years ago you wouldn't even have women out here like you wouldn't yeah. even have irish women out here um it's, it's only kind of starting to shoot off in the past couple of years where they've got taken or brought women out here and um you signed a new contract then did you was it last year or yeah, just uh in the in the last year yeah just signed on for two more years so until in the twenty twenty uh in the twenty twenty three is it going into twenty twenty three yeah and um looking over like the next two years what's the kind of plans or goals for yourself like where are you kind of hoping you'll be by then um yeah well obviously hoping to stay stay with Collingwood for the next two years and lucky enough to make my debut last year which which I, I didn't really expect in my in my second year yeah. in football and within the year that was. We didn't, we didn't get much training. What was that like? I was going, I was over, and I was over and back because, like, started started off really well. Had a great preseason. Um, played the first JLT games with the just like the preseason competitions. And then round round one started, and I, I was emergency for round one. Uh-huh. And then the season got season got cancelled in, and then um, I, I I came back home to Ireland. I was home for about three months altogether. Came back then, had to do two weeks isolation. D- didn't really do much in the isolation, and kind of set, kind of paid for them when I went back there. It kind of um, not, not not that I didn't do anything. It's just uh, I I didn't know what what was ahead of me and what what I needed to do. Yeah. And um, came came out of isolation. I was and they're they're already back training, with four weeks by the time I got back out, and had isolation done. So when I got out, they they had their mini preseason done again. And they were back into game, so I took. I then I had to start a bit behind where I had to start back training again for a few sessions and missed a few games. And then yeah, I was kind of just kind of back into it. And then then towards in or uh, just towards middle of the year, started to perform again, what like I did in the preseason. And then um, got to make or uh, lucky enough to make my debut then against uh, Fremantle. And then um, after that then. Uh, I was looking enough then to be on the, on the emergencies for the rest of the year, where um, I, I performed really well in the in the emergency flat as well, which is a great experience. Uh, it must be um must be amazing though to like actually, you know, you've been over there for a while, you're working and playing with the you know like the other teams, and then actually making your debut. It must be. Like a pretty amazing kind of feeling too, you know, after all the work that's been put on in the journey, like Yeah, I, I definitely um definitely was because I don't know, it was something like the quick the fifth cricket Irish player as well to make my debut in my, in my, that since it was my second year. Yeah. So I was pretty privileged to do that as well. And then like especially with everything going on, there was no crowds with um with stuff happening in the Premier League and the, the championship back home and then to make to play my debut in front of fifty thousand people in um Western Australia was was pretty cool when when I knew there was no cows anywhere else. It's unreal. What what's the noise like whenever you're in there? You know, in them stadiums, is it is it? Do you notice yeah, it when, when you're playing when, or when, you're going, to, when you're going to Port, especially when you're going to Port, um, you're always knowing that you're in for a big challenge over there. Just especially before you even start with the crowd, that they're the the noisiest crowd and everyone hates going to Port playing. But um, yeah, but like e- e- even just running out was something special. Like the first thing I saw 
there was an, an Irish flag within the Collingwood fence. So yeah, that was something I, I looked and saw, which I always remember. Uh, that's cool. And do you find then whenever you came back home and you know you're involved with Cork, they see the difference of like being no fans and then having fans in Australia. Like, would you prefer? Like, do you think you'd play better if there was no fans, or do you think you play better with kind of fans and people around? Um, I I'd normally prefer if there was fans. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, know, I, I know I only played two games at Cork when I was back and I, I wasn't back for that much but um, I, I suppose I, I haven't played, played only other than minor under 20 as well for Cork as well so I haven't played in front of a huge crowd with Gaelic football either other yeah. than a, a minor final and under 20, under 20 months the final uh, it w- w- would have been good to have, have a big crowd above in Cork when we carry but um, right. I, I suppose we we celebrate in our own ways. Right. That must have been like, if you were imagining in your head, what's the best possible like entrance to make back into football? It probably couldn't have been any better than that, like, could it? <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Because I was actually kind of worried about myself because I I'd only three or four sessions done leading into the Kerry game, and I knew I was going to be coming on like with Keen O'Neill talking to me saying that. I will be coming on, and I wasn't sure how much football I, I needed to take part in senior football. Yeah, and um, I, I just put me in full form, got got a few balls at start, and then went out back midfield for extra time, and then I was just lucky enough to be on the the, the right end of it at the at the end, and um, yeah, I've been the right place at the right time. Yeah, that must have been uh, like when everyone went in the back and that, and everyone going mad. It must have been probably would like that's going to be that one of the highlights of your playing career so far like oh yeah d- definitely with that that make my debut you know it was good to make t- two debuts in one year which was um something special as well so yeah um that that was definitely up there the best moments and that my first time to beat Kerry as well so i uh, like that's obviously the first time in a long time as well he's a beat Kerry, isn't it yeah since t- 2013 i think it was yeah i was 13 at the time Crazy, isn't it? Thinking, like when you're them, you'll be thinking the next time we'll beat them is whenever I score the one. They're like, that's it's pretty mad. Do you think yeah, that? Isn't it? I know. Hopefully not, but it could be another thirteen years by the time, or, or eight years by the time we we carry again. But hopefully, hopefully round up, round up now and keep keep it going. And then what's it like to see the day after you score that goal? And obviously, like every time you look on Facebook or Instagram, like there's a picture of you scoring the goal, like. What's like the eighth day or two like after that? Yeah, no, I, I was just um, obviously just taking it all in. I was just happy that Collingwood were, were delighted with me as well. I, I saw that they, they shared it and the AFL shared it. Yeah. I was just um, appreciative of them for leaving me play and like how proud they were of me scoring and going. Me, me, seeing me being happy playing the sport I, I love the most. And um, well, other than that, it was just like, Going around, going around into my local town, Mitchestown, where meeting fellas just because just there was nothing else happening at the time, they were just so happy for something to be on. And um, I was just happy I, I made my local town, my local club proud, and stuff like that. So it was, um, it was good, good, good to chat to everyone, try to text everyone back individually, and yeah, just try to make everyone proud back in my own town. I'm sure you did that too, to be fair. Like, it's just, uh, I'm sure, disappointing. Yeah, that- no. Come monster final, like it didn't didn't happen, but um, you know, I'm sure that there in itself is like was probably a, a small one anyway for like people in Cork. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, just to just to finally be curious was 
people have been waiting for it for a long time and finally came there was really happy and I suppose hats off to Kerry I suppose or to Tipperary where they, 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 they were the better team on the day in the most of the final and um, they were the better team yeah, and I was just glad that Kerry didn't win it rather than and else but would have been for if, if we won it obviously but um, uh, fair play to Tipperary for winning as well yeah, it, it's a kind of crazy year, you know, obviously Dublin were like always there and, you know, won it, but Cavan won in Ulster and then uh, Tep won and down in Munster, like there were some pretty big results, like do you think, you know, do you think you would like the back door to come back and if you, say if you came back to play football here, would you want the back door in or do you think that knockout is the best way to go? No, I, I think the, the back door is probably the best way to go, where like the fellas, like it's good as a professional sport, uh, Gaelic football is. If not, it's not more demanding because you have a job on top of it and then going to train at night time. Um, but especially because like there, there was te- teams training there for like for Kerry for instance, like they they had ambitions and stuff. They were training yeah. for a long time and had ambitions to stay on for longer, and they got knocked out in the first round. Where and then that that was it for them. Yeah. I think like if if there had been a backdoor, Kerry probably still would have made it to the final in some way. Like they, they yeah, would have found a yeah, way. that 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 is true. That that is true as well. Um, but I suppose yeah, that's all part of it, like isn't it? Yeah, exactly. But I suppose. Um, but I, I I know this year what was good not to have a backdoor where you know, you, you couldn't slip up. You always would have had to perform, and it happened, happened to us and Kerry as well. We had to slip up each, and uh, we we paid the price for it. Yeah. Great to watch. So, like as a spectator, it's a, it just makes the games that wee bit more exciting. But um, yeah, because every, every game is like a provincial final. Because yeah, if you lose, you're out. That's it. It's um. Do you think like looking at Cork now, is this them? Um, you know, is kind of coming back in the up? Because like obviously, ten years ago, won all Ireland, and it's been a bit of a drop down. Yeah, I would say it's similar to Derry, but Derry haven't been near in all Ireland. But like you know, you are both down. Division three last year, so you know it's yeah. We're division two now this year. Yeah, you just got promoted this year, and didn't Yeah, no, I, I think it is on the for Cork as well. But um, with with the under twenties win last year, and uh, or yeah, last year, and the and the minors win as well last year, which is um a good thing. And like even that, that just doesn't come as well. But this year, by look, I, I don't think we're beating Kerry as well. Yeah, I actually think that we um got our tactics right, right against Kerry. And um, we were actually the better team on the day. I, I, I know people would say that Kerry played bad, but I, I think they played bad because we, we made them play bad. Well, that's um, a job of like, you know, that's what you're trying to do, isn't it? Like you're trying to make them play bad. Like that is the whole. Exactly, yeah. And, yeah, no, and with the, with the Cork Club Championship as well, it's re- really competitive. Yeah. Like it's really hard to win all, all, all grades and stuff like that. So, no, I think the, the kind of Cork. Um, is um, really good to, uh, on the outcome, but I just um, it'd be good if Damien Catlin or Aidan Walsh came back to play football or something like that. So, aye, hopefully, the hurdles don't take it all. Aye, like Aidan Walsh is just purely hurling, hasn't he? Yeah, well, he's, he's gone off the hurling now, he's finished, finished with the hurling. Um, so, I don't think he's playing anything at the moment. Aye, you need them big players, like, is you can't really get away yeah. with it, like, can you? Yeah, it's just even for leadership and stuff like culture and within the within the group. If we had him, Damien Cahillan, and Owen Callaghan, even in the in the setup, 
boys have been there and done it too. Like you know, it's uh, exactly it's, yeah, it's, have, like yeah, like we we um we were talking within the group against before Kerry, and we, um, we had a talker and he was saying, put up your hand if you um if you have a monster medal, and we had two fellas that had a monster medal, Paul Kerrigan obviously and Mark Collins. Where they're they're the only two out of 36 or thirty seven that has ever a monster medal, and yeah. that, that only and only one with an All Ireland medal. It's crazy. Um, that's but I suppose um, now that's for, for a county for a county as big as Cork, like. Aye, okay. it's it's kind of it's hard to work out how you know teams kind of fall from grace for a while. Like it's like obviously there I've been in that place for a long time, you know, in Cork. Yeah. And you, you you kind of try and sit and work out like how does it happen from being in a good position having a big population like how does it happen but it's, it's a lot of small things just over time like isn't it yeah no, no definitely and I suppose within the culture and management as well just have to make sure you get in the, the right people and um, just just with like I suppose with, with us well Hurling kind of started to take over then as well you know um, our, our county which was um, which is kind of, it's kind of back, back, um, back neutral now again at the moment. I suppose with um, f- football kind of going well as well at the moment. Um, and I suppose with us as well, we're we're a really young team as well. Um, I think like last year, like the average age was very young. It was like twenty four, twenty five. So yeah. Um, I think in a couple of years that was um big improvement for Cork football coming up. Yeah. Um. So then, whenever you come out of isolation now, what's what's the schedule going to look like for you? Like, what's the training? How does that look across the week for you? Yeah, um, I, I get out now on the the Wednesday, the thirteenth, fly back down to Melbourne. Then I've um, Thursday. It's kind of option just if you want to go in. They, they'll train on the Wednesday, so I, I miss on I miss the Monday main train session. Tuesday weights and Wednesday main training. Uh, I'll miss the three of them days. And uh, I'll be back in on the Thursday where it's just kind of optional for recovery, injury prevention, kind of stuff like that, treatment, um, stuff like that. And then thir- or Friday, then I'll be back for the, the big session where we'll just ramp up our pre-season again. And then after that, we've uh, five weeks before our JLT pre- pre-season competition starts where we um, play Hawthorne and Sydney Swans. Yeah. So, so it's, it's going to... A short turnaround where you only have five weeks of a preseason, compared to like the last like last two years where I've had I've it's been like four months of a preseason like that something like that. Do you find there's like, you know, whenever you go back out there now, is the demands of the training going to be really high, or is it something that you know like you can fit into easy enough and it doesn't take you that long to build to, or does it take the kind of three or four weeks to for you to get in the place where you're ready to play like? No, no. You, you, you. It might take one or two training sessions, maybe, to get back to where you were and stuff like that, and be relatively comfortable back in there. But um, yeah, uh, you, you kind of fit fit back into because you're you're doing it every day, and that's yeah. your environment, I suppose. Um, and like you don't really have to worry about anything else. Where like you don't have to worry about your job going into the next day and stuff like that. So yeah. Um, it's just just kind of you're kind of thinking about that the whole time. So. And then are you you're kind of in then pretty much every day, and is it you know will you be spending sort of ninety five you know at the club? Yeah, or? so I'll, I'll run you through the preseason days now. So 
on the Monday you go in and you'd have, I suppose, the breakfast and you'd have rehab with, with, with massages, going to see your physios, um, just going, if you want to do ice baths, hot tubs and stuff before training. And then you go do team meeting, um, team meeting, and then you do your injury prevention exercises. So you're, you're, you obviously uh, you wouldn't know what to do, but with your uh, injury prevention, just um, looking after your body and stuff like that getting ready for training and then out, out in the track then for about two and a half hours, I suppose, and then back inside for lunch for an hour. And then we split up in backs, mids, forwards for three one-hour rotations with um, meetings, gym, and re- or re- or treatment rehab. And then, yeah, just call it a day then. That's on the Monday. That's on the mon- Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Mm-hmm. And then on the Tuesday, it's just... Uh, oh, I, I said wait, didn't I? For then, yeah, yeah, during the three, during three one hour things, and then Tuesday, you have rotations again where you have team meetings, weights, and just re- recovery and just skills and in, in, indoors if you want to. And then Thursday, just as I said, is optional if you want to go in and do recovery and stuff, get ready for that big session yeah. on the Friday. And that's that's what you're always building days like big session on Friday, it's kind of like your high day nearly. Uh, yeah, the big sessions will be Monday, Friday. We cover around 10, 10 to eleven k on the Monday, uh, four to five, five to six maybe on on the Wednesday, and then the twelve to fourteen and on the Friday. Those that Monday and Friday is big days, like isn't it? It gets yeah, uh, yeah, they're, they're big days. We're looking off with Collingwood, and um, we we do a lot of a match in that we just kind of roll into match in. Yeah. Matches and players, like mini games, small sided games, all, all game ba- based uh, players. So, um, undisguised running. And, um, like, whenever you're playing, what like, what would you be covering in a game, you know, on the GPS? Like, what would be your. Uh, for, uh, for a key defender now, I'd be covering around 10, 10 to 11k. Yeah. For a game. And is that like um, average, kind of minimal, what you're expecting, or is that like, you know, at your. Yeah, no, that. Covering? that yeah, no, that'd be yeah. For a key defender, it'd be around nine, nine to ten k for um yeah. for a key defender from my position. You see, fellas, they they be racking up fifteen, sixteen kilometers, like if you're a midfielder, like it's a serious which is, um, which, which is very which is very demanding when you have to back it up week in week out for twenty six weeks. Yeah, but that's obviously why you just have to cover. You know, do them big distances throughout the week. Like I think it's important. You know, it kind of people hear that too because you hear, you know, training sessions that are whenever you're saying like those big distances that people playing Gaelic could be like, oh, fuck, maybe I should be doing that there. But it's just because yeah. your game demands are so high that you have to, like, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And and just kind of to prevent injury, like if you didn't do it and you, you go out in into yeah. your season and you don't feel feel free, feel ready for it and then all of a sudden you put, you pull hamstrings and stuff like that. Uh, it's. I, I think whenever you start to realize that too, you can kind of piece together injuries. And like I went away during the summer, like during just before kind of championship started for like a week, went down south, just kind of went about the place, went down to Cork and all, and came back up and oh, yeah. for like a week. And um, just like hamstring, whenever I started to do sprints, hamstring started to go. Like just as you started to go towards the end of sessions, just because like a week of kind of doing nothing, like it's. And then you go back. Yeah, and like, like it's crazy. It's it's it, it's amazing how a week would change your body. Yeah. Or how much it would set you back. Where, um, like I I felt like if if I didn't do anything for a week, 
I feel like I was just, just I just I, I wasn't an athlete anymore. That I'd just be there, like I was a junior B player. Aye, yeah. Um, like it's 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 such a demanding game these days where you have to keep on top of it no matter what, what grade you're playing at. I think um, like definitely football at home now is you can't really get away with like if you only perform no. at a decent level you, you can't really get away with um, not sort of going towards in higher game demands like it does require it now I think to be to be a good team. Yeah. And especially, it might not, might not even be running. I, I think just tip, tipping into gym work and stuff like that, diet, everything is kind of like it's good as professional Gaelic football back home, where you need you need to be all over it to perform right. at the highest level. I I find like as well. I started playing full forward this year, and I've always played midfield. So kind of yeah. like midfield game has always been, you know, just playing in that kind of middle section, not really. Yeah bombing forward for points like just always kind of staying a bit more defensive and then this year coming to full yeah. because you were sprinting so much more than what you were used to your hamstrings were just fucked after a game like you were like What's yeah yeah, no, What's yeah you, you wouldn't sorry it was just so different than what you were used to that like your body just where you're just kind of at a steady pace in, in midfield and then when you're going to full forward it's kind of sprint efforts after yeah. sprint effort aye make, make, make make a movement and that, that that's kind of the different train you kind of have to maneuver yourself I think that's why you realise that you do need to be doing like sprint work in your training you do need to be, yeah. and it can't just be like 30 or 40 metres you know it has to be like you, you have to do a lot of yeah, them 60, well 60, 70 because uh, I know with us we do 150 metre efforts we do 300 metre efforts uh, 350s 400s um, and, and then we do like short ones we do 50 25 uh, jog 50 25 jog 50 yeah. uh, three times like uh, in, in in between drills so it's all like um, short and snappy 50 meter sprints um, and then we get, we do we can do long long ones as well like 150 meters and 100 meters as well yeah what's the big things like you you're trying to kind of work on then the preseason like uh, is there any kind of physical goals that you're trying to work on or um, uh, uh, mine was just kind of when when I went home, my, my kind of goal was to just concentrate in my gym work and um, come back phys- physically strong. Yeah. And when I come back in the preseason, when I have that on top of me, which, which I think I've 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 done really well and kept myself really in good condition while while I went home. And um and then come when I come when I come back just to get my footy skills back up to where I was this time last year, and um hopefully have have a really good preseason and just have um yeah get get my football skills kind of back into it. Do you find just, like, um, that's hard to, to build back the skills or, you know, was it an easy enough transfer for you? Um, no, obviously when we first came out, it was, um, it was hard to manoeuvre. It t- took about, um, I suppose, t- two, two months until we were actually com- comfortable with the football and that we were actually co- comfortable in training and that we were actually confident in what we were doing. Because you're at it every day, I suppose, um, you get used to that. And, and it is a lot of similarities to Gaelic football. Yeah, and then but last year and stuff like when you go home for Christmas and you come back, it's kind of just normal that you you can just uh, fit right back in, and ho- hopefully that um that's the way it goes for me when I when I join back in next Friday as well. Hopefully, it just um fit, fits back in. Yeah, and did you find that like um you know physically it is it like it's it's hard to 
you know, do you find that the players are much stronger in AFL or do you find physically it's harder or, you know, like playing in them games this year, was it, was it similar or what was your kind of thoughts? I just found it like very demanding on the legs that we like. Um, yeah. Like th- there is a lot of running in it, and like th- there is no breaks for for uh, off tests. Or like we we focus a lot on being on test for the whole game. Where like if like if you go off off test for a minute, it could cost you a game. Like it could cost you a goal. Um, so it's it's just very demanding being concentration for the full game, and then like that that wear you out for the full game, and just just um. Yeah, it's just basically concentration for the full game being on task. Uh, hard, but like again, like that's one of them things that you do in training because like it's easy to say that, but whenever you're wrecked and you've ran 10k, you know it, it takes a bit of practice to be able to keep focus. I'm sure whenever you have done that. Yeah, no, definitely. Especially when you're, I don't know, with the way we play with Collingwood, it's just the back six. Like we always have to be communicating with each other. It's kind of like basketball, I suppose, where you're just like communicating with every single with, with yeah. your full team. Where like I, I think Gaelic football is kind of more individually played than um, I suppose the AFL, where it's all teamwork and um, it's all like like it's if if you're in a position like your your back your other back six have to be in the exact same position. Yeah, and um, like, and and you you know what way they they play and you, I know what way they play as well. So, and how are you using um, like you know are you whenever you're doing drills? Is it like are you really emphasizing the communication or how do you actually build to that? You know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we we be really emphasizing it and like when we're doing visioning clips and we saw people like pointing stuff like pointing like in the like we've obviously video training sessions. Or we'd have fellas communicating to like because if they're not in the right spot, that means um, that means the back six is out of shape. Yeah. So everyone would have to be communicating to be in the right shape. And if and, and from the videos, um, like if you see fellas pointing, like we we stand up and we say, "Geez, well done. We we've seen you point. We pointing." So it's kind of reward for effort as well when um when um, when you're communicating that it it gets shown by the coaches and stuff. Uh, you you kind of see that though, like in any high-performing team, like communication and like you know taking ownership, yeah. to actually communicate is a big thing. And I think you notice that in club away a lot, where you maybe have like young lads that come into the team, or maybe boys that just aren't as like confident vocally and don't. Mm. But it's you, you, I think you need that communication across the pitch, or pretty much whenever you're doing, but definitely in the pitch, like. Yeah, no, definitely, because obviously it, it could cost you, but the way we play is, it's just like, it's, it's the back six that has to be in shape, or like if, if one person's out of shape, that means we have to reorganise the whole thing again, where I suppose it's the same, same with um, all professional sports around the world. Yeah, all right, it makes sense, like it's just trying to build that is probably a challenging thing, like. Yeah, I, I suppose being culture as well, being um, everyone being friends and stuff, that seeing yeah. each other every day every day and um, makes it that much easier and within team meetings as well we're, we're splitting obviously back, backs mids and forwards where, um, obviously you can build a relationship with all, all the back players as well so and when we do meetings everyone's on the same page yeah so whenever you're you know you start playing like do you get much downtime do you be at much or do you are you just like recovering um yeah no um in 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 season now you get um the day after the game off, mm-hmm. and you get one day off in the middle of the week. So and then other days just kind of half days and stuff like that. But yeah, it's kind of all all like 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 you're always on on um 
you're always kind of walking with them, whether that's diet, walking on your body to get better. Yeah. But um, yeah, you, you, you do get you do get downtime, and a, a lot of the boys um, have families and stuff like that over here, and they just love going traveling, golfing, um, surfing. So there, there is still a lot to do over here, and you, you do you do get a lot of downtime in season. You actually have more downtime than you do in, uh, when you're inside the club in the in the in season. Yeah, because it's just a more rela- more probably importance on recovering, like. Yeah, exactly, and 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 having time to yourself as well, um, rather than just being being full on every day, coming in yeah. concentrating on footy, you need t- time to yourself, and just um, taking time out just to refocus on your own life and stuff like that. Yeah, and could you see yourself over there for? you know, a good portion of your life if all went well? Or would you be like, oh, as soon as you finish playing football, you'll be back home sort of thing? Um, no, no, I, I don't see myself living here and I don't see myself uh, staying no. here for a uh, long time. Um, finish up my next two years contracting, see how it goes, that, goes after that. But um, no, no, I always say that um, I always want to come home and play for Cork. And, uh, yeah, yeah. To be fair, though, you might not be able to ever top it after... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I might not ever come back home to get a football, but I always come home. Aye, um, yeah. Um, I think that's kind of everything. Kind of wanted to go through. I think it was a good kind of uh, yeah. good kind of talk over your kind of training at the minute. Like, and um, I think the big thing, like chatting to a few other lads in the podcast that are over there, it's you're not doing anything like there's no secrets to what you're doing and there's nothing that like you know you're doing it all on, yes a higher level on the professional level but it's not like you're doing a secret yeah. program or a secret running program because i think that's oh, yeah, definitely, like, definitely not I, I, like I, I think with ga training like in the county and collingwood or say for, for cork and collingwood train there isn't much of a difference in demands of like in in running and the, the physical side of it it's more that you, you actually have more time to recover to get up for a session to get up for your sessions to to produce more but it's like both sessions are, I, I think are, are very similar within uh, toughness like yeah um i think it's good to see because people do you think just have this idea that you are doing something secret or something you know if they get your training program that's it like that they, you know they'll be at that level but there is there's nothing that you're doing that people here aren't doing really like you're just doing it in a consistent oh, no, 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 after hitting the nail in the head there like oh yeah you're spot on because like when I, when I came home like i was doing the, the cork programs and i was just like it's not not nothing different to what, what i was doing uh, yeah. prior to coming back home yeah definitely um so like like, like, we're, like we're, we are human as well even though like, we're professional athletes like we're still yeah, like human, that like Gaelic is as good as profession as you get, like as well. Yeah, and like training is a very like you know simple thing in that like you do this and you get that. You know, it's like if you put anybody in the, you know, you can always improve. Like so, if you do the training, you do. It like, it, it, yeah, you yeah. Know, you can always improve. It's I think people struggle at home because they're maybe not consistent, or the training is not consistent. You know, and then you start to think, well, exactly, and then. And then, like, yeah, on top of that, it's just, like, with Collingwood, like, if you want to get better, like, you just stay on after training. Like, there's always time, because you're doing it in the morning. You, you've all day to do it, but, like, when you're at home, you're coming home from a job. It, it could be half ten, you're just fucking, you're, you're above and 
Yeah. Above 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 in Cork and um it could be half ten and you just want to get home, get ready for work tomorrow, go home to your kids or whatever. And last year all you want to do is get home and then you say, Oh, I I'll leave at ten other night. But in like obviously with Colin Wood, you can obviously focus on your little traits whenever yeah. you want and there's loads of time loads of time to do it. Yeah, definitely, like definitely. Um was there anything you were you were looking to chat about or um yeah, no, I've just um with with your with your gym and stuff that um like obviously that that's my my goals as well when I, when I come back to kind of set up my own gym and stuff right. like that. So I was just wondering what like what 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 way you intrude and stuff like that. I was um how did you, where did you start doing it? Hi, mine is like I I've always been into the gym. So like I have two older brothers who yeah. kind of got me into it, and um I kind of knew from a fairly young age it's what I wanted to do. So worked in different places and got my certifications and I, I'd done them um, outside of uni. So like I'd done courses that you could do at the weekend or do online and only this year I'd done my master's. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing um, that, that one with Satanta College. Yeah, they're, they're good. Like they're, they're pretty highly rated. Um, what, what, what have you, have you got? What ones did you do? I done, the first one I got was just like a level two and level three personal training. And then um building on from that i got the csds which is like the certified strength conditioning specialist so it's one of the kind of the only international ones it would be like the same as like a uk sca which you might have heard of um yeah yeah so they're ones that basically you just like i rocked up to an exam center in dublin and you do the study and then you do the exam and you either get it or you don't um it's quite quite difficult to get but it's one of the ones that's if I was going for a job in Australia, that that would be like maybe a minimal requirement that you you would have that. Um, yeah. And then. And she, how did you go about doing that? Pretty straightforward. Like you just um, that the website is National Strength Conditioning Association, so NSCA. I might, I might take that down there if you mind. Yeah, NSCA, and um, move over a wee second. Um, NSCA and. They, uh, they're one of the biggest kind of ones in the world and they'll do a lot of work internationally. But um, that CSCS is like a good kind of gold standard one that you'll want to have. Um, yeah. And basically the way you do it is, I'm sure you could actually probably do it in Australia. Like you, you pay for it online and then you go and do the exam and there's exam centers everywhere. So the closest one to me was Dublin. Um, and you get the textbook and you study the textbook and you do the exam whenever you're ready. So like it's, you can do it. Oh, right yeah. um, so like say if you said to yourself, I want to do it by June, you could order the textbook and then there's probably an exam center somewhere in Australia, you could go and do it. Um, yeah. And that was a big one for me. That's one I kind of wanted to get. Um, and then you just, I've done like wee courses and seminars and bits on the side, but that was the big one. And then this year I got, my master's in strength conditioning um, at Jordanstown. It was one year. It was intense, but it was good to get. And it's like, if you ever look at um, the job boards for strength conditioning, the minimal requirement is like that NSCA or the CSCS or, or else. Yeah. So, so, to do, so to do your master's, did you just need the NSCA? So, so to get into the master's at Jordanstown, you, have, you had to have either done a relatable undergrad degree so like say sports science or if you didn't do that you had to have done like the CSCS so I done business at undergrad so I done I got into the masters to the CSCS basically um oh yeah yeah so you do have to have 
for the Masters, you have to have at least show that you have the knowledge sort of to be able to do it, at least at Jordanstown. Um, but the Masters is always kind of one of them ones that if you, you know, in the job board, it's like um, desired, desired thing to have as like yeah. a Masters. But to be honest with you, like, and if you chat to probably your string edition coaches out there, most of the time, like, Everybody now, not everyone, but like a majority of people in SNC have a master's. They have those qualifications. qualifications. It it does seem to come down to like a lot of networking and knowing the right people and having experience. So like, you know, you having two contacts to them, two SNC coaches, they could say to you whenever you finish it, wait for a year. You know, it's it's so much easier when you have the networks. I would definitely say start to build the networks. because it makes it so yeah. something I'm having to do now a lot of. Um, yeah, no, that's what I'm like. Last year we had people coming in visiting us. Like we had the, the Chelsea SNC coach. We had yeah. um, a, a lot of rugby teams coming in from um, France and stuff like that. We we had obviously a lot of rugby teams from uh, Australia with the Indian Indian cricket teams, stuff like that. Ten, right. Tennis players coming in so. Um, um do you be working with like you know, do you think you'd want to be working in a team setting like that or do you think you'd like to have you know your own place and um yeah no, uh, that's what what, um, what what i think i want to do was kind of set up my own gym something similar to what you're doing yeah and um so like what, what did um like did you just set up your own gym then and i it's actually uh surprisingly easy to do so like i started um I don't know if you can see this here at that window, but like there's a wee set we shed there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where I started training people out of um, wee tiny wee thing, and it, it built really well to where like I had a lot of clients, and then down the road there's like a wee community center, and they had like a wee spare yeah. room. I went in there, rented it, bought a few things for it, and then outgrew it, and then they had actual industrial units. Um, so I went and they offered me one of them and rented it. And I've been in it since, but like, it, it's kind of just a case of build your build your client base and make sure you have enough money coming, yeah. and then rent the space. And like, there's units in every wee town and every wee village. And mine. How, how, how many clients? Would you, how many clients would you be looking at to to like bring in in? Hard to say. I think it depends on depends on your your unit and what your kind of basic needs are. So like. For me, um, I'm at the house and I don't have a wide lot of other costs other than running the gym and maybe a bit of food. So, you know, my body yeah. is a lot lower and I try and like everything that I've bought for the gym, I've bought outright. So I haven't loaned anything. So like my my outgoings are pretty low. So it means that I'm not as pressured to get people in. But I think to answer yeah. is is difficult. But I would say to see at the start, if you can, when you get back, try and get a situation where your outgoings are as low as possible. So try and either get yeah. maybe if maybe have a garage at the house. Like it sounds stupid, but like get a garage at the house, start people there. If you get to the point where you have like too many people or not enough space, then you go and you've done that for a few months and you go, right, maybe I need to get a wee bit bigger. I think what people tend to do is they'll go straight into, right, let's get a unit. And then it's like, shit, I've got all these costs plus all the equipment I've got and I need to start building clients and it's stressful whereas for me i started yeah. i had the clients had the equipment well got the equipment over time and then you get the gym space and it's all sitting there ready for you so yeah i think try and make 
if you do come back, try and um, keep your eye going as well as possible and try and, um, yeah. you know, do it, do it as easy as that. Try not to stress yourself too much with it. And with, um, like, did, did you just try to market everyone or were you kind of after kind of athletes or, yeah, kind of everyone and anyone? Uh, so, like, initially, whenever I started, all obviously all the stuff I put on Instagram was geared towards, like, GEA. So there was different lads from clubs locally that came down and then boys within my own club. And then, obviously, like, and this is the biggest marketing thing is word of mouth is the, is the best yeah. to have, like, in referrals. Like, do you think it's, like, Facebook ads or... People talk to people, so like a few ones came down and wanted to lose weight, and then they maybe got on well, and then someone else came down, and I never actually like promoted here. I'm training people; it just was word of mouth brought people down. Um, yeah, over the past probably year, it's probably went a wee bit more towards general population with a few athletes mixed mm. in, um, and probably the biggest reason for that is like athletes and like Gaelic players number one nearly always have a strength conditioning coach in their club so someone that they're yeah yeah free and they have a club gym so that's always you know something that's there and um whenever players get in season you kind of know yourself like your priority is playing so the what you know the kind of need to go to the gym drops down the scale a wee bit um yeah it's more concentrating concentrating and uh yeah so you do have to get to a stage where you kind of have to go um I need to make sure I'm bringing in, you know, enough money to keep things comfortable and keep things going. So that's where you kind of have yeah. to pet focus on other aspects. But um, I, it's, I think it depends. Like you could definitely just market it where it's just athletes you only work with. But um, athletes, as you know, can be quite um, temperamental and quite yeah. consistent. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, it's yeah, look, like cover your bottom line and, and do what else on top of that. Yeah. And like, did, did you have any like, pitfalls when you started off and stuff like that um i think you know i'm still going through a lot of them now but it's the biggest thing which i've struggled with and, and up to this point i have right. is, is like not saying yes to everybody it's something i'm quite bad at so like if you yeah. me and we're like here can we train at three o'clock in the middle of the night i'd be like ah fuck it okay then you know, so it came yeah. to the point where over the past few months there, I was doing quite a lot in the morning. So I was maybe, you know, going in at 6 a.m. and then coming out at maybe 11 or 12 and then going back in again at half four and working through to maybe eight or nine and then trying to fit in everything I need to do in that wee small period of time in the middle. And it just yeah. becomes very stressful. You kind of get to the point where like, fuck, I don't even know if I like this here because you're doing it so much. So yeah, I think the biggest advice is like, get a schedule where you could look at that and go, well, I could do that all the time and not always need a break for it. You know, and it's easier said than done to start your show eager, but it does get to a point where you're yeah. on too much and you're kind of trapped in that, like, oh shit, if I don't, if I don't keep doing this, I'm going to lose it. So at the start, if you do open up something like that, just have your set times. And if you want to keep a couple hours free in the evening for football, then you do yeah. that. And, you know, that's, that's a hard thing. I think is trying to make a schedule and keep it and, being able to say no to people, which is the biggest challenge for me. Like, yeah, no, definitely. And then with, with, with like um, insur- insurance and stuff, what way, what way did that work with uh, with you? Uh, so you can get um, if you say if you were going to be like a personal trainer in like a pure gym or you know, like a gym chain, 
you would all get to sort of near the same insurance called liability insurance. Um, and that would basically cover like if I was training you in the gym and you broke your leg, that's um, if you claimed against me, that that would pay you out basically. Um, so so if, if, I, if I just went to an industrial estate and set, set up my own gym and uh, I just have to get that liability insurance, is that correct? Liability insurance is a big one. And then um, I have as well uh, insurance for the gym itself. So if, if something happened to gym, like a fucking yeah, like, something, you know, the yeah. equipment would be covered. But liability is a big one. So um, if you are getting into it, that would be one of the first things you'd want to get. And it's not, it's not overly expensive. Like, um, there's yeah, how much is it? If you from asking? The company I use is called Insure for Sport, and um, I think mine's is maybe the guts of like somewhere between seventy and a hundred pound a year. You know, is it? Oh, is that all? I like I pay it on a monthly basis, and I, you know you don't notice it. Um, and that's that's up to like five million. So it's whenever I started, like I initially started in the pure gym, that's what they required. They're like have liability up to five million. So I've um, I've kept that since and now other insurers might cost you more or you might get more with it but unless i'm completely wrong but i'm pretty sure that's how much it costs and then the actual insurance for the gym itself costs a wee bit more so like it's maybe you know you're talking maybe 30 pound a month then for that insurance so it's it's significantly more um which isn't too bad as well it's not like um that's the main if you can get a decent unit in a like in a small area, I don't know like if your your town is big or not, but like if you get a wee unit and get a decent price unit and you keep yeah you know, try not to like I know a lot of people will start gyms and they'll like either get loans or finance equipment, which some people have to, but I mean it just puts your outgoings up so much higher. Whereas yeah. you can start off small amount of equipment, get a cheap unit and um you know your insurance, keep it where it needs to be. Um your you're in such a better position, like. And um, have you ever had tr- trouble with like memberships and insurance with fellas trying to claim and stuff? No, I've never had it, thankfully. Um, yeah. I no, I, I don't know. I, I I don't know if maybe if you were in like a, you know, like a big city where you didn't have as good a connection to the people, things like that might happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And like, then, yeah. Um, are we? village essentially and you kind of know everybody and you develop a good relationship with everybody so like yeah, yeah that, that, that'd be the same to me where you don't have like body lifters from all over the, all over the world coming in yeah i i also then, get my um place private so my gym like you, you you can't just rock update and you know go in and train it's only you have to book in with me so i've done like group sessions and, and private PT yeah. sessions and that kind of makes it a wee bit better too, where you kind of know who's coming and you have a bit more control. Whereas if anybody, yeah. coming, you know, people tend to be stupid as well. So like if you leave yeah. the gym too long, they might, you know, yourself try and put too much weight in the bar or something. And, you know, something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like even, even like even not not, not even clean, cleaning up after themselves and stuff like that. Oh, I, um, but I mean, all, so, all them things are going to be there and like you being, you know, coming back from AFL and having a big profile, you know, you, you kind of don't be surprised either that there will be a couple of people that might ring up and check here. Has he got insurance? Has he, is he paying his tax? Yeah. You know, people are, people are dicks too, like, and especially if you've been. Yeah, oh, so, definitely, definitely. So it's like, we think like that you can learn the hard way. Be try, 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 even, even competition, even try to get you down. 
I like there's there's a couple of different stories like that have happened to me, but like you know, one really? people have like rang um, like health authorities and said that X, Y, and Z happened in the gym, and like it was maybe like a day when I wasn't even fucking in the gym. Um, yeah. And then the the people come down, and they're like, "We think this is a bullshit claim, but like we just want to chat anyway." And I'm like, "Here, I wasn't even in the gym that day," and they're like, "Yeah," you know, so like. People would surprise you, especially if you have a bit of a profile and you look like you're doing well. People will, there'll be somebody out there that's like, fuck him, I'm bringing him down. Like, so, De- definitely. You just have to put them all over the and, and get on with it. But like, you'll and have just, a, you know, a real wealth of experience coming back. And yeah, well, that's, that's the plan. Uh, starting that thing when I sent to college now in March and then um, and hopefully in two years' time. Uh, is it a two? Is it a two or three year course, or is it one year? What way does it work? It's um, it's an eighteen year month one, and then you just keep keep um going on from after that. Yeah, um, so like it's, it's like starting off at like a, it's like starting off at a diploma, and then like after the it's like sixteen months, sixteen or eighteen months after that, you want to the next step in, and then just keep going. Yeah, so that, that's what I, that's what I'm doing. I'm just starting off the diploma, uh, not too not too demanding because I'm obviously. Full time playing AFL, but um, have that done within this year and then next year, then do, do the next one up after that. Yeah, no, that would be brilliant. Like, and even like you know, keeping out for these seminars and like workshops as well on the side, too. That you, know, you, you, yeah. you really come away with a lot achieved, other than you know, obviously football, but like a lot achieved career wise, too. You know, whenever you come back, yeah. you, um, if you kind of keep the head down at it, but. Definitely experience too. Like if you can get any chance to get out and do a bit of coaching or work with teams or like yeah. that, the um, certifications are great and degrees are great. But, you know, I, I've seen people that have really good degrees and certifications, but maybe aren't as good communicating and talking. And, you know, if you yeah. the puzzle, I think. Yeah, no, definitely. You need to definitely have the like, people skill as well. That stops knowing what, what you're doing as well. Uh, I think that's the biggest thing and, and they see with regards you know training people um, it sounds really simple but like most people don't really care or ask you what certification I actually don't know if anybody maybe a few people I've trained have asked me what what degrees have you got but nobody cares yeah. like, you know it's that saying like they don't care how much you know it's how much you care and if you are it sounds cheesy but if you're nice to people and you can have good conversations like essentially exactly. people are People are spending time with you. That's what they pay to do is spend time with you. And if you're a dickhead and you're not good at communicating, then it's awkward all the time. People are yeah, 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 that, that's so true. And like, if you think they can't do it, and you just leave them off and just don't give them any time, they're, they're like they're not going to just they're not going to come back to next time. It makes it so much easier for somebody to say, "Nah, fuck that." If you're not a nice person or just not a good person to be around, yeah. but a crack with people, make it enjoyable. You know that I think is one of them. Um, you know, and like small things that you don't think about and you can't really see your train, you just kind of you develop that over time. But, um, and yeah, that, that's the biggest that's, that's thing. Again the, that's again with the marketing, even like what word of mouth. If, um, like if you're being a dickhead or whatever, like it obviously gets around as well. Even you know, like I think by people that like everyone that's like obviously we're closed now but everyone that's coming to the gym has nearly all been through word of mouth um you know i can like nearly trace yeah. to like one person and um yeah 
sometimes you don't even have to get like it's not like that person has to lose three stone or you know add 30 kilo on their bench if they just enjoy it yeah. i'm training down there he's good crack like and you know get on well like exactly you know sometimes you put too much emphasis on geez i need to get that, that final way in or i need to get that you know sometimes people aren't in it for that you know and that's why i think you kind of have to have an ability to like look at the person in front of you and see what why are they here and what are they looking for out of this and if you try and yeah. just your agenda too much they'll be like fuck this like yeah kind of put it on their kind of agenda kind of thing yeah but it's um but, uh, I, I think be a good people person you'll probably be you'll be in a good place with it like yeah no definitely and, and do, do, do you have any goals for next few years like do you do you hope to um, like do you, do you plan to open up to the public and stuff or? to be honest my goal would be like my goal has always been to work with a team like yourselves over there yeah the gym kind of happened by mistake um in between but we'll <laughs> still like work with work with a team so get over to australia and either work with like an afl team to some degree um or else you know maybe like a an ulster rugby here that would be the long-term ambition but like i'm working with a, a yeah. team this year here and um the goal is still work with a team like i'm, I'm kind of getting to the point now where I, I like the yeah. game. I like the people in it, but the long-term goal is still being in that team environment. That's where I, that's where I sort of get the yeah, the, been in a been in a culture. I and um, it's been like what I've learned over the past couple of years running the gym has been has been amazing. Like in the people you met, but um, I think that's a long-term ambition. So like I think I would have been possibly over there this year had um, everything not been going on. Yeah. Um, or else it would have been seriously planning it whereas now i'm kind of looking right it might be you know end of next year that something like that happens um yeah, but, but, out, uh, but i mean it's hard to plan anything the minute but just going to take this year to get back from the knee and um uh, work with the team yeah. and hopefully get on well there and get some good experience and then you know if i come over next year to somewhere like australia or somewhere like that that you're in a good place for it like yeah no definitely yeah things to plan out as well for next year hopefully you get over and get into a team. Ah, uh, that's a plan. Like, um, that's a plan. I had sort of some things lined up for the start of this year, and it kind of all obviously all fell through. Like, um, so I it's something just to work at this year and get chatting to different coaches. Like, but um, definitely. Did like, you ever even try get in, get in with dairy and stuff like that? I was in with the uh, minors last year, so I had I actually oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Done an internship with Derry two years ago where I worked across all teams, and then last year kind of focused on the minors. Um, yeah, and then needed kind of chat to the the main guy up there now about kind of what uh, if I want to be involved or what sort of involvement I want to have. I think I'm kind of going towards it, maybe like to be somewhat involved in the actual football aspect of it and kind of get that side of it. Um, yeah, I obviously do the strength stuff on a daily basis, so I think I would like to get an aspect of like on-field coaching, football coaching. So I don't know whether that is still yeah. up in the air, but um, I, it's been a good experience over the past couple of years too. And, you know, just was, the, was, was the internship uh, through um, college or did you just go? No. Like, the, how did you go about it? The strength conditioning coach at the time up there um, had put up and like, I was just following him on Instagram. They put up an Instagram that he was looking for interns. So um, I shot him a message and then came up and started it and it was brilliant. Like I think I learned probably yeah. I learned more in that year than any of the degrees or certifications. Like it was um 
it was really yeah. and you were around all the teams as well so seniors right down to under 15s whereas this year I was pretty much just with the younger teams um yeah. but it was it was amazing I would say like if you can get back in with any team like that it's it's where you you kind of find you learn the most yeah no definitely yeah um no, no, no that's it but it's um I think it's one of them ones if you you keep developing the, like the personal skills and being able to just have good conversations with people like uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Today, like if you can have that with people and you kind of have the knowledge and a reason behind everything you'll you'll go pretty well in it like um yeah exactly exactly no def- definitely agree with you and, and so, something that i've learned since i came over here is being a good people's person um since coming to australia like it's always always chatting like obviously you know and you obviously will get the kids around Ireland, but um yeah. here it's just like all, all positive and obviously positive like obviously um like good culture and stuff over here I right, um I think if you can bring that into kind of whatever you do, you'll be being a good yeah. like it's um I I think that and then having the networks that you have too. Um yeah, no, yeah. there now for the next uh next two or three years. Well, I'm I'm still only twenty as well, so I still have you still plenty of time. Time. Right, yeah, so. you kinda of sometimes think that you have to rush it too and think that you have to get it done as soon as possible but you know take your time with it in yeah. aspects and you know if you have an interest in like speed training like just go down that rabbit hole or if it's in yeah weightlifting you'll go down that rabbit hole and um you know don't be afraid that like you you have to get it all done really quickly like take your time and um go down whatever kind of rabbit holes present itself to you like yeah exactly um yeah just just like you did so like doing different courses here and there as well i uh, like i'm doing one at the minute um by a guy called gary ward it's like anatomy and notion it's called and um like he's chatting about the foot and like everything that goes on the foot and like he didn't realize how many bones and how many joints and how many things happen from the foot and then how much of an impact that has up the body you know it's like yeah like it's amazing like you can go down rabbit holes in snc and like you, and like, where, 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 where do you, where do you find him kind of stuff? Like, I got that there um, through a guy called David Gray, um, who's on Instagram. He has a few webinars about like the knee on, um, on his website, and then he had recommended this guy Gary Ward, um, and that's how I got and seen that. Um, a lot of is, it, is that like your course or? No, it's just like we. It's it's an online course. Like, there's a lot of content on it, but. Um, yeah. It's one of them ones you can do as quickly or as long as you yeah. want to do it. But um, uh, you kind of find that if you follow the right people and you follow different people, you'll see different things will come up. Or like yeah. I have a subscription to like Altus, which is an athletics kind of forum and performance, which are, they basically have webinars on them. So like S&C coaches say from like Alex and Tier from like GWS Giants will come on and give one or somebody else will come on and give one. So like you, there's always wee places and you'll find maybe one webinar that's really yeah. good. Um, but I, it's, um, some will always present it, but that's the thing. There's a lot of courses and workshops that just, you kind of have to be selected yeah. and um, pick the right one because you lose your money pretty quickly. Like if you look yeah. at it. <laughs> yeah, no, no, definitely. Um, that was no, good. No, I'm sure yeah, no, that was good. Your, good your next few weeks or your next couple of days by yourself, anyway. Yeah, no, I'm past a few hours now. 
I'll probably put this up. I don't maybe at the end of this week or the start of next week, but I'll let you know anyway. Um yeah. chatting and hey, all the best with going back into the season stuff and yeah, uh, perfect. Same, same. if you have any questions about the S and C stuff, um shoot me a message. Yeah, no, same to self if if um anything pops in mind that you um think think that we're doing as well, just send me a message. Appreciate it, hey. Appreciate it. Um right, perfect. all the best. Cheers, thanks a million. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, bye.